0: This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name is Mark Vance. I am joined today by my good friend and birthday boy, Solomon Rexius. Solomon, welcome to the Equip Podcast.
1: Wow, thank you. 38 today, Mark. 38. Thirty-eight. So when all of
0: you listen to this, I just want to make sure you give Salman the respect that is due to someone of his age, his stature. I mean, I'm forty, Saul's thirty-eight. These we're not spring chickens anymore, Saul. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't even know what I'm feeling is. it. What's a spring chicken? You know I don't know. I I know you don't know. You're from (laughs) Oregon. (laughs) I'm from Iowa. I should know these farming metaphors. Well, okay, not farming metaphors or birthdays is the subject of what we're talking about today. But today we're just going to give a little update on Generations Church in Eugene, Oregon, the church that you and your team are going to be heading out to plant. And so the thought today is give people a little snapshot behind the curtain on what it is like to prepare to plant some of the team members, some of the prayers and hopes that you have. So, Solomon, let's just kind of put the big broad time frame picture here. You guys are moving to Eugene, Oregon to plant a church. Like when do you think this thing's going to be launching? Give us the the big picture of where we're headed.
1: Yeah, so our plan is to kind of wrap up our responsibilities and training here in Ames in May and then June we'd all take the Oregon Trail out there and get settled uh, in the month of June. And we'd kind of start our weekly rhythm of work and ministry uh, in July, Uh, give ourselves a couple months to kind of get our balance, get things rolling, meet some people. And then in September, we would launch uh, weekly services, both for Salt Company and for our Sunday gatherings. That's the that's the plan right now. You know, sometimes things change, but that's the that's the intention to get things rolling in in September.
0: Now, how does Eugene, Oregon, become the idea of where you're going? I think so, many people are going to know your your backstory, but why Eugene, Oregon? Why Generations Church? Both connected to your story, but also a little bit connected to the gospel story, the compelling need of why a church needs to be in Eugene, Oregon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So to go way back, my great grandpa uh, moved to Eugene uh, back in the thirties and we've had family there ever since. So actually I was fourth generation Eugenian. My kids will be fifth generation. And so part of, and and I spent my first 32 years there. Um, so part of the heart for Eugene, is just like, oh man, that's, that's home friends and family. Um, a lot of believers, but a lot of friends and family who aren't, you know? And so the, you know, the instinct to go back there and have a church that I would love for them to be a part of that's part of it. Also, you know, Eugene, it's a strategic place because it's a college town. It's a university city. There's, uh, Twenty plus thousand students at University of Oregon, plus you know several different smaller colleges, community colleges. Um, So overall, close to fifty thousand college students in the city, and we just think that's a really strategic place for gospel ministry. Uh, Every year, five thousand plus students move there to get a degree, to learn, to explore things, to meet new people, really to set the trajectory of their life and we would love for the gospel to be part of that equation. And so I think there's both like a personal reason for Eugene and then there's the strategic reason as well. It's like, yeah, that's a that's a college city uh, that we'd love to see another gospel gospel preaching church uh, be in that city. So that's kind of the heart behind why Eugene.
0: Now Eugene as a place is awesome, but we're also sending not just you. So in Salt Network and then in Cornerstone church plants that have gone out from here, Generations Church will be the 10th of those Salt Network church plants that have gone out from Cornerstone in uh, the past number of years, starting with Veritas and Iowa City. Every single time that we send a church plant out, we not only send a church planter, we send a team of people. Um Some are launch team members. Maybe they're students, community members who get jobs, who move into that new community. Others are going to do full-time ministry, but in a different full-time place. And so you shared a little bit with the church on Sunday about some of the team members who are going with you. Why don't you share about the team? Let's start just really staff team focused on this. The staff team going to Eugene, what will the job be that they're doing? And what do you see them bringing to the table of ministry for Generations Church in Eugene.
1: Yeah. So we'll start with Salt Company. So um, Jack Bertelson and Sydney Stoneback will be our kind of our guy and girl duo for uh, reaching and discipling students on campus. So Jack will be the director of Salt Company. He's born and raised in Iowa, grew up on a farm up in Garner. And um yeah, we love Jack. He's he's the most extroverted and energetic person on our team. So he brings a lot of life to the team. But he's also just a really gifted leader and communicator. And I think he's going to do a great job reaching students there. Um, Personality-wise, Sydney's a lot different than Zach, but they're a great combo. Um, Sydney is actually somebody that I, I met when she was a student at University of Oregon about a decade ago. And so she's been out here in Ames the last couple of years working with Salt Company. And she's excited to go back to her alma mater. It's not her hometown. She actually grew up in Sisters, which is a couple hours away from Eugene, but uh, going back to her alma mater to reach students there. So that'll be our kind of our college focused team, the Salt Company staff, Jack and Sydney. Davis Patton is going to be our worship director. Uh, He's been, well, he was a student for four years and then now his fifth year on staff. So he's been in Ames for nine years. He was born and raised in Des Moines. Super gifted musician. Um, just a great guy. And he's, uh, so he'll be he- heading up both our salt company worship services. And then also the Sunday morning worship side of things. He'll have double duty there for a while, uh, maybe for a long time. We'll see. Um, but that's what Davis is going to be up to. And then I'll be the lead pastor. So, you know, focused on vision and teaching and meeting with people and fundraising, all, all sorts yeah, of stuff of everything, yeah kind Yeah. Yeah, but alongside of me, uh, we've got Kendra Gustafson, who actually, she was converted and baptized in this church. Um, She's been on Salt Company staff for 12 years and been in this church even longer. And so she'll be our executive director, which means she does a lot of different things. But if you think like she manages projects and people, that's kind of like what she's really good at. And so our projects, our our events, our even our spaces, like our gathering spaces, she'll be in charge of those things. Um, some of the staffing processes, making sure our stuff is organized and in order. She's she's good with uh, administration, so she'll help us stay organized. Um, and then she'll also do, as we all will, just kind of the normal work of ministry, meeting with people to hear their story, to shepherd them, and uh, just kind of help them take the next step with Christ. So that's our staff team, five five of us, and our hope would be that once we get there, maybe we could add a couple part-time staff to help in some different areas. But that, that's kind of our core staff team for now.
0: So if that's where you're going, that's what you're going with, I want to know a little bit of a snapshot of what the life of a church planner looks like right now. So some people I think it's easy for a lot of people who listen to this podcast who've been involved in a church to imagine something of what a church looks like when it starts. You know, you're in the the school gymnasium or you're in the community center meeting. You're doing a mobile church setup and some of those you can kind of picture some of those things. But sometimes it's a little mysterious on why do we take the time before we start to prepare? And what are some of the ingredients of what you're doing in that time frame? So what's this semester look like yep. for you and your life, Solomon?
1: Yeah. So we actually talked through this as a team a couple of weeks ago and each of us kind of put down, okay, if I, if I do three things, well, like th- three things I need to focus on in these final four or five months, this last semester here, what are we going to do? So I'll share my three. Uh, number one is actually just, to do a healthy move. Um, so that means not, you know, killing myself trying to get every, you know, I dotted and T crossed. It's just like, we're going to try to move in a healthy way without being burnt out. And so um, that also just means giving time to do some of the details of moving. It's just a lot of stuff, buying and selling houses, all that sort of thing, uh, those sort of things. So healthy move is kind of my top priority to move as a healthy person. And Mark, you've helped me with that. So um, giving me space to do that. The second thing is kind of big picture vision and strategy. Like, what are we going to do when we get there? In terms of what is our discipleship pathway? What are we going to do for connection groups? Or um, what are we going to do with youth and children and um, Bible studies or women's groups or men's groups? Are we going to have those things? When can we expect those? So, kind of big picture vision and strategy. That's kind of on me to to set a map like what what's our discipleship map what what are we actually gonna do here uh, in industry in addition to obviously having like services where we come together like what else are we doing? that's kind of my number two priority and then number three is fundraising and fundraising is a is a big project because um, it's not just you know asking people to support us financially. Sometimes there are you know different organizations that'll help support us or different churches, and they all have different processes for how you apply for to be someone that they invest in. And so sometimes that means taking some personality tests or having you know a phone call or an interview. And so when I say fundraising, fundraising, that's actually a pretty big piece of the pie because some of those asks require a lot of pre work uh, to get to that point. Um, but it's all it's all good stuff. It's all helpful. Uh, for me to learn about myself and for them to learn about me. But yeah, fundraising, vision, and just a healthy move. Those are kind of my big three rocks right now.
0: So let's drill into fundraising just really briefly. So when we send out a church plant from Cornerstone, sometimes people ask like, how does all that stuff get funded? And um, I think of it like multi layers that come together. The Foundational layer is a contribution that Cornerstone as a sending church gives to a church plant that we send out. The second layer is the kind of shared funds that the salt network of churches pull together that they kind of give to that church plant. Third layer has to do with how staff members individually raise support. So similar to how salt company staff raise support for their jobs here in Ames, each staff member that goes on a church plant helps to raise a portion of support that goes toward funding the overall mission of the church. Typically, you know, people like on the church side, like you, Solomon, or Kendra, you guys might be raising support for a year or two, like launch support, whereas ongoing support will go toward the salt company. So you have kind of, you know, church contribution, salt network contribution, personal support raising, and then what we think of as just general fundraising. Those are individuals, churches, organizations that want to contribute toward Generations Church Happening. A key part of that general fundraising for us is our partnership with the Southern Baptist uh, entity called North American Mission Board or SEND Network, which is a church planting organization that helps Southern Baptists give dollars to fund church planting all across the country and they have a special relationship with us where they really do serve as a primary partner to help us get to these university centers. So that's like the the multi-layers of fundraising. If individuals listening to this podcast were like, I would love to give a gift to Generations Church. Do they just, you know, like slip you a 50 at church? Like what what's the best pathway for that, Saul?
1: Yeah, the best pathway, if they just want to go straight to first of all, we'd love to I'd love to share more about the vision and sit down with you or have a phone call just to answer any of the questions you may have. But if if someone's interested in just giving, uh, you can go to generationseugene.com and that'll actually take you to a, a subset of the Cornerstone website um, that we kind of have some more information about our uh, about our church plant, who's on the team, how you can give. Um, so that would be the easiest way. And yeah, you you can give to an ind- Maybe there's an individual on the team that you're connected with. You know, maybe it's somebody who's, you know, they, they've been the ones in your, your kids class on Sunday for the last two years. You're like, you know what? I feel like I've seen that person every week. I want to support that person. You know, that's one way to do it. Um, and that's great. You can also just support Generations Church as a whole. Um, and you can do so in a recurring way or, at, you know, one-time gifts are great as well. Uh, so there's a number of different ways to do it. But um, for those who are interested in doing that, I just say, hey, GenerationsEugene.com. You can also start with CornerstoneLife.com and find it that way. But um, that'd be the probably the easiest way to get there. So last
0: question I'm going to ask you, Saul, has to do with the name. Why the name Generations Church? And how does that name kind of capture some of the vision that your team thinks God has given you for the church that needs to get started in Eugene, Oregon?
1: Yeah, Um, I think there's a lot of reasons for the name. I think when we think about gospel ministry, I think, yes, the university campus is such a strategic place uh, to reach, disciple, build, and send people. I mean, that's, that's what we do. But we also believe that the best context for discipleship for a college student is actually a healthy multi-generational church, you know, with ages zero to hundred, you know, whatever it is like gray hair and kids all together, worshiping together. And so a multi-generational church is what we're about. And we, we want to be, you know, specifically focused on reaching the next generation. We just think the best way to do that is with a church family. And So kind of our tagline is a church family for the next generation. Um, so we're both communicating, yeah, it's a church of generations for the next generation. Um, and I think also maybe even on a more personal level, some something that's kind of cool is my grandpa actually planted a church uh, in Eugene like 50 years ago, and he's not at that church anymore, but um, he, so he'll be there first day. My dad will be there. I'll be there. My son, all my kids will be there. And so, you know, first day we'll actually have something of a picture of like family generations and we want that to be true not just on a family level but just on a on a ministry level that everybody's thinking about man who, who needs the gospel next who's the next generation of people who need to hear about this and follow christ and so we want to be a church that looks like and lasts for generations so that's kind of where it comes from it's
0: a it's a beautiful vision saul and I can't think of a better guy to do it. I just I marvel at the gifts that God has given you. And we're so thankful for the season that you've stewarded those gifts to bless Cornerstone Church here in Ames. You've been a remarkable uh, brother to me in ministry. And uh, while we are sad in some ways, like thinking about it, I think my overwhelming emotion is just genuinely just so much excitement for the city of Eugene and the team and the chance to see what we pray is an oak tree for righteousness, a generational witness for the gospel planted uh, this fall in Eugene, Oregon. So Solomon, thanks for joining me today, giving a little bit of a snapshot of an update and happy birthday again to you, brother. Good to spend some time with you. Thanks Thanks a
1: lot.